there is no human interaction anymore in these environments. Literally a shattering disconnect between us and our world. Did it work? <laughs> Every time. And we're live. Did it work? Are you on? Am I on? Uh, I, I just never know if it's going to work out or not. I know. Right? It's the sketchiest system we got <sighs> on here. It, but it works, dude. If I it does. Works. All right. Yeah, so yeah. first thing I want to talk about. Said? So you got okay. this new high-speed office, which we haven't... <laughs> we high-speed have, office. Yeah. We haven't posted live video yet. Or not live mm-hmm. video, but like just video in general. I have less than adequate setup going right now. It's kind of it's getting the experimental phase. So for sure, we're you know we live in the one bedroom apartment. And there's literally like no room anywhere for like any sort of desk. I mean, there could be, but it would be looking pretty shabby. But then yeah, my, you just got to do it on the kitchen counter. I just it just sucks. It's just not ideal. It's just not great. But so we were at Target the other day. This was like two days ago. And Here I was like, go. you know, Liz is looking at whatever. And I'm I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go look at furniture and see, you know, just, just poke around and see what there is. Maybe we'll find something cheap, like a little tiny desk. And they just got, it's just straight trash. You know, it's just not good furniture. And I'm like, I'm not spending 90 bucks on this piece of garbage. Pass. And then I was like walking out of the aisle on the right, catch a glimpse of folding tables. I'm like, damn, this could be good. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> this one four it's a four foot folding table okay 24 inches deep four feet wide 35 bucks i'm like this thing could literally last a nuclear bomb i'm getting it <laughs> told elizabeth and she about broke up with me right there <laughs> i'm like god damn it i yeah, thought it was gonna be legit I, I mean i see the point like it does look pretty white trash but I don't know. Dude, if you it's, can fold it up and it can withstand a nuclear, that could save your life in the future. It could. Just get under it. Yeah, like that's tornado. I mean, we get tornadoes yeah. here occasionally. Yeah. So. Radi- that, if it blocks you from radiation of any atomic bomb whatsoever, I, 35 bucks, that'll be the best investment in your entire life. Could be. So that's uh, so the office setup has been put on hold. So now I'm sitting in my living room chair trying it out. Yeah, yeah. The fu- <laughs> you look ridiculous. Why? Oh I'm confused. You, you can't even see, see me. Yeah, I you wish can't I even- could. I wish we could record what I'm looking at right now. Oh my! Here, I want to show them mine. This is what Matt looks like. <laughs> Just a kind of a low angle. I guess we could go this way here. Here, let's try this. I'll, oh, I'll he set looks it up. like he's about 79 pounds overdue. <laughs> How's that look? Better? Honestly, way better. Yeah. It's, All right, let's roll with that. It's slightly better to look at. It just looked like you were 450 pounds. You know, the angle was like... <laughs> yeah, it's not a great straight angle. Straight at your D. Yeah. I know, it was from the D up. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. Yeah, it's kind of a, a POV, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh, if man. You will. <laughs> uh, wow. So what, uh, what inspired this new office setup? I don't really have a new office set up. Honestly, what happened was Megan wanted a new chair for her Mary Kay things. Not a new chair, like a desk that she can present on, I guess. I'm not really sure what the what the title is or what she wants to do with it, but sure. she's got it wrapped in like this. 
like this flowery oh like um, a like a tablecloth <laughs> like a lacy <laughs> tablecloth you're like i can't it's deal just a savage table dude this table is probably 38 cents you get off the road like you Ooh. know when they do the the uh like give your shit away on mondays every whatever everyone Fargo. Puts their shit on the road and it's megan's favorite day of the fucking month Ooh yeah i'm taking the truck i'm gonna go pick up everyone's shit and put it in my house <laughs> zach i'm gonna need your help when i get home <laughs> Anyway, she picked it up. I don't know. Bought this like clothy shit. Staple it to the table. Legit. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I now I use it for nothing. My stuff. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Triple boom. Triple. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's hilarious. What else is new? Anything? Nothing. Mm. Hear anything interesting lately? Did I do what? I said, have you heard anything interesting lately? About I don't know. What do you think of putting the podcast live? First two episodes, put them up. They get deleted. Inter- oh my god! Interesting oh, situation. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> oh, oh my! I get a text. We get a text. I got a text from a friend of ours from college, and he told us that he thought the first the first episode was really funny. So I was like, I was so surprised, pumped up. I said thank you. Like that was great. Yeah. Um, the best news of that day oh, by far. For so I sure. went online. I went on Spotify to go listen to it because we had talked about this too. Like, hey, go listen to the. <laughs> go listen to it. I'm. I was pumped so up because I like. We're like by this time we've done I don't know what six or something like that, and we posted yeah, we put, one. We put six yeah. in the hopper and we used yeah. one that was yeah, solid. Anyway, so, Second one was <clears throat> average. Whatever. Anyway, so I wanted to go check it out and um. Got on to, I can't remember, I think it was Spotify, whatever I was on. I was, I was, I went to Fiat Lux and it was the only, the only episode, it said zero episode, whatever, zero, zero, two. And I'm really confused. I was like refreshing the page and like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So I listened to the episode. Maybe it was like, oh, he just put episode two instead of episode one. No, like episode two was half edited. Like our voices <laughs> were like overlapping. <laughs> I was like, dude, there's no way this kid thought this was funny. Like this is fucking horrible. And sure enough, texting Matt, and he's like, oh, um, yeah, I deleted accidentally the first episode. Whoops. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So I honestly don't even know if I want to know. So it was kind of a late night when I posted <sighs> episode two, and I just wanted to put it live. And I, I listened to like the first five minutes. You know, I, I did the little cool little intro. Here's the music. Here's the little beep boop. Hope you like it. Yeah, that wasn't bad, honestly. First of all, I have record. I saved the recordings of me doing like the intro, intro yeah. thing, dude. Yeah, it's fucking. I gotta listen to those. Oh, I gotta listen. To it them. is. I, I you have to do it next time because it is the most awkward thing you ever do. Oh, like just guaranteed. sit sit in silence in your house and then record yourself and yeah. like try and sound like try not to talk too fast. Like it's easy to talk when you're having a conversation when you're just like talking about yourself. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna talk this fast and you know, welcome to the Outlocks podcast. Here we talk about hunting gear and your next right, load right, out. Right, right, right. You sound like a dumbass. So then I, you know, spent a half hour for fucking recording four and a half seconds of audio, put it live, get it all edited, or get it all edited, put it live. Listen to like the first thirty seconds after I did the intro. I'm like, ah, it lines up. We're good to go. Okay, put it live. Post on Facebook. Or Instagram, not Facebook, whatever. You put you put episode two on Facebook? No, I didn't do anything on Facebook. But anyways, fast forward, get get in the truck to go to work in the morning, 
pull up the Fiat Lux podcast. I'm like, let's listen to this thing. You know, we got to hear it, hear what it sounds like with fresh ears. I started yeah. listening to it, and I'm like, this sounds like <laughs> butt. This sounds so bad. Like, I couldn't even listen to I literally could not listen to it. There was some sort of, like, weird hum that was, like, in the audio. I'm like, this sounds like ass. Like, it's not lining up. I don't, I can't mm. believe this happened. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I get, I get the phone out. I go into the app because you can control it all through the app, like the website where we post it and, on Anchor. And I'm like, I'm going to delete this thing. So I'm like clicking through it, you know, puts it in traffic and like get to it, like hit delete. And like, you know, it's like, okay, episode 001 is deleted. And I was like, no, perfect, no, because now, dude, I just put like literally did this like Instagram ad, like told everybody that we're live. Right. Everybody thinks the podcast is live. I just deleted the only good episode that we have. Yeah, perfect. And I can't delete. Like, I couldn't delete the other episode because I told people it's live. So, like, what if I tell them it's, like, you know, we're live and there's nothing there? (laughs) I just didn't know what to do. I'm like, God damn it. So, that that was why that happened. A little backstory. Matt Placencia for three and another air ball. (laughs) That just sounds like some shit you would do. Dude, like duck hunting that one time when 30 birds came in, you didn't even shoot once. Literally yeah. the same thing, dude. It takes you gotta, you gotta airball. You just gotta learn as you go, kind of thing. Just got, yeah, all right, whatever. I buy that. So I don't know. That's just what it was. It is what it is. Both of them are live. I feel like now the audio is better than hopefully. Better. No, they are. I checked. Okay. So yeah, in case anybody's wondering, we, that's that. Well, are we gonna delete episode two or what? No, I think it's fine. Now that it's all, dude, it's not fine. Did you edit it again? Yeah, I re-edited it and re-uploaded. Oh, you redid it. Yes. Oh, okay. So I'll, I redid it. Because, dude, I couldn't even listen to it. Like, I was, I listened, it was like 25 minutes in at work, and I was just like, dude, I can't, dude, I can't even listen to my own voice anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, just, it, I don't know. You would, like, I would answer the question before you would get done asking it. Yes. It, oh, the opening baby. story is kind of funny, though. It's like, if you listen to the first no. four minutes, you're like, well, it's not bad. But then after mm-hmm. that, you're like, okay, this is going yeah, every, quick. Yeah, you can just tell. It was like, I don't know, a tenth of a second off. And yeah. then after 20 minutes, you're like, this is in bad shape. Yeah. So, well, either way, we got to figure yeah. it out. So. Sweet. Now what? All right. <clears throat> now now we like cut and scene. I'm going to put in the cool intro. Input music. Music, beat drop, my voice, Zach's voice. Boom. And <laughs> we're back live. <laughs> What are we talking about? I, you ask that every time. I just need to know. First thing you, do, the first thing you go with, hey, what are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, that's it's a key part of what we're doing here is having something to talk I know, about. I know, but it's just such a bad way. Hey, you ever like walk up to somebody, you know, like, you know, you're gonna have a conversation with them, or uh, you see them for the first time in a while, you're like, hey, man, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no. You might shake oh, their hand, ask them how they're doing. You know, what did they do today? Yeah, but we've already What's done all that. What's new, possibly? Dude, face. Oh, what are we talking God. about? <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy. Oh, okay, I'm tracking that. I'm picking up what's, oh, what you're putting down. It, we'll have to work on that. Yeah, so I think we'll just dive right in. Mm-hmm. I feel like I say that every time, too. Yeah, you got a lot of things you got to work on. Yeah. Let's One. include the sniffle in the working on things. Okay. Uh, I'll put it on the list. Oh, yeah. It's number one out of five we'll put on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know how you frame this topic. Was, what, what, 
frame the topic. All right, well, let's just start. Okay, all right. Um, architecture. Well, well, actually, architectural what, theory. Mm-hmm. But the reason we chose this topic was because. Oh, this mind pump. Oh, well, this actually we chose the topic before we listened before I listened to mind pump, but then it like solidified what I was talking about. But we, I just was thinking about you know like what what we do, why, like why we do the podcast and like we basically just do it for like a couple of reasons or why we chose to do it. And that was basically to have fun conversations, bullshit, and then like potentially like let people learn from our experiences, stories and mistakes. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe get a little bit of entertainment out of it. But like, you can't learn from something that somebody's making up. Right. Like I could sit here and like make up bullshit about sure. something. And it's just like, it's kind of like not valid. Um, and so to avoid that, I just, I was talking to Zach and said that we should try and stick to topics that we are like somewhat knowledgeable on, um, which is probably why the podcast is going to be super heavy into hunting, fitness, um, now architecture, probably just like basic, like, I don't know, try and talk about just like regular things and like stuff we've experienced. But so then I just brought up like this idea of talking about architecture because we both went to school for architecture and not that we are super knowledgeable about it, but it's just kind of an interesting topic, especially when not a lot of people know what it is, how it operates and like, yeah, it's just where it's going, I guess. I don't know what kind of round stuff to say. Yeah. I th- I think uh, what you're really trying to say is we architecture is something we, it's not necessarily architecture that we know a lot about. It's like the, the thinking that comes that's involved mm. with architecture and like the, what architecture is sure that's what we're more versed in not like i freaking love that question what's that like i just love asking people like what what is architecture you know what i mean such a open-ended like philosophical statement it is true i mean ask that about generally anything and you're probably going to get a relatively Uh, close like not really what is chemistry Actually, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But like people, you can't like define architecture, which is interesting. But that's why it's like weird to like live in, live in a world surrounded by what some people call art. Dude, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody like you would fucking love this house? Like there's so much architecture Mm. built into it and you go into it and there's like crown molding and like a cool door handle. And you're like, right. What about, dude, that reminds me, what about this? It's like the foundation. I think we talked about this before. I don't know if we did about like New York City buildings. Yeah. Travel. Yes. Um, the reason why people literally go to a different city or like a different environment is subconsciously architecture. The experience it brings. Dude, for real. Like, why do you want to go to Vegas? Sure. You want to go to Vegas for the experience, but what like draws you to Vegas? Like yeah. the casino, like the 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 environment that's created by an architect i think that's yeah it's like the 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 framework that provides the experience 100 that like kind of just like floats in the in like your background that you never really fully you don't think about subconscious yeah most people don't ever think about until you like know to think about it kind of thing yes exactly And, and there's like a weird experience that happens when you're in a place that has that you can consider like architecture Right or no? I what? Mean, it's a bold. Say that again. It, it's a. I guess it's kind of a bold move to call like Las Vegas architecture. You might get some flack if, for okay. that. Yeah, I mean. But like that comes into your like flag, definition. Fine. I mean, what about that, this? 
let's use a different example. When anyone's talking about going to New York City, okay, New York example. City, New York. Why? Like what? What? When you think about New York City, what do you think about? Skyline. First thing that comes to your mind: skyline, buildings, the tallest things humans can be a part of. Literally, you can be a thousand feet in the air in a building. That's why you want to go. Literally, that's why you want to go. You want to be. A, you want to like experience the skyline. Sure. But you, you're not like actually experience the skyline, but like you want to go to New York City to be in that huge ass building center. That's it. On some level, and just be in a part of it. Exactly, and and then once you get there, you like you don't think you never think about it. Like, all you look up and you're like, ooh, <laughs> wow, uh, you know. Then you then you go get drunk, you know, and then you, yeah. whatever you go walk home. Exactly. Yeah, but that but that architecture fosters an experience. But I think what like taking it like a step further would be like exploring or discussing the the difference between what is considered architecture, or what somebody might define architecture as versus like your experience of it or like all like my our personal experience of it like what we went through like through like a formal training versus like a, the everyday person's like experience of architecture right. and that's where yep. i think like the disconnect like starts to happen because i think people lose like there's just like i think people don't know like you don't know what you don't know right so if you've right. never experienced or like if you've never understood or learned or studied or felt like that sort of architectural feeling, it's like, it's like that architecture, that building, that, that space begins to like embody, like you become a part of that, that, that piece of building or space. Like, yep, I don't know. Yep, it's yep. just like, it's an, so here, it's a physical intangible thing that it's, but it's like a feeling that you have inside of you in that. Yes. And I don't know. There's like a sense of, so, Go ahead. I don't really I know where I'm going. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> so dude, that's a good segue. Dude, good segue. Perfect segue actually into the uh, Freedom Tower and the master plan of Freedom Tower. Absolutely. Literally perfect. Like what you're saying about, <clears throat> excuse me, becoming, you know, like that, you you are, <laughs> I don't, the 13 directions you went with, I don't know how to sum that up. Yeah. That space, you literally become part of that history. Yeah. There's like a, Out. one could even go as far to say that there's like a cultural connection. <laughs> God, you would, you would. You had to. Yeah, you're right. It's, Let's write it down and see if it's true. It, it, it unfortunately probably is, but we'll see. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so what, what, what we're talking about here is in, if you haven't been to Freedom Tower. Have you been? No. Interesting. Um, Let's have a discussion about what it's like to be at Freedom Tower having never been. When you've I never like been. <laughs> I'm uh, in. Well, if you haven't seen it better, sure. more or less. So Freedom Tower, or the master plan of Freedom, Freedom Tower is obviously the tower, but at the bottom of the tower is two holes in the ground where the Twin Towers were, were period. So, sure. And that plan was developed by architect Daniel Leapskin. Now, what's really interesting about what you're saying or what you said about the how you can you can like be a part of that you literally like you're you're somewhere else when you're at that place sure like you are physically there but you are you you are displaced from that environment because you're in the environment mm -hmm. it, it does that make sense i think uh, when I, the way i think about it what might make more sense is like there is like an aura that is created 
that is experienced. So like the, as you move through or go to or visit or even just look at pictures of, there's like an environment, there's like a, a, an intangible force that separates like the outside from the inside, if that makes sense. So it's not really like you're in a different place. I think that that, I, it's you not that you're in a, it's not that you're in a different place. It's like that place is different. Does that make sense? The place that you're in? That Yeah, like that place. So like, like physically. Like, like that place that you're physically in, it feels like you're in a different place because that place is so different. That's freaking weird to think about. But like, like Dude, I, you're, okay. Okay. I like, mean, you're, like you got to think about it for a minute. So like that place, yep, yep, it, yep. it feels like you're in a different place because that place is so different. Absolutely. hundred percent. And so in what brings it to life is the history of the moment. Like sure. what happened there? <clears throat> Leapskin recreated the moment by creating nothing. Yeah. It's like crazy. Which in, yes. Yeah, so, so, so the, the two holes in the ground and so basically the, 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 the monument is, um, it's a type of stone. It's like it's a slurry stone. wall. Dude, it's literally like the the monument of the trade centers is the slurry wall of mm. the buildings that were there, which is a wall that's built to like support the building along with like keep out water because it's like dug so deep into the ground, I believe. I forget exactly what it is, but it's like... Oh, it's a waterfall. There's a waterfall there, but like the, there's a, like that hole is actually like the building hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But there's actually like parts of the building that are there, which is like that slurry wall. Yeah. But then there's also a waterfall. Yes. Other things. That water, <clears throat> the waterfall is intended, I mean, at its base value, what the waterfall does is like drown out the noise to literally drown your mind out of like sure. the city of New York and put you into the impact of that, that moment at that time. And that's what I mean. Like, I don't, like, is there, I'm trying to think where else, where else have you been that's like an impactful architectural? Like yeah, that we can the, talk uh, about that we've been the together. The Black Wall. Mm, in Have you DC? been DC? Yeah, I've been there. I was really young. You've been to the Black there. Wall. I've been there. Anywhere in Europe, I've probably been to. Okay, so oh, what about the Coliseum? You been in the Coliseum? I, I actually did not go there. I know How it's like that possible. I t- we just it didn't happen, dude. We had. I don't even know. I feel like we should hit the stop button. It was, <laughs> it was peak tourist season. I just said fuck it. I'm not That's going there. Nuts. You're, you're. Were you in Rome and you said no? Tell no, me, no, no, tell, no. We we oh, went. We went. God. We went Florence. Thank God. Or oh, Florence. We so were in Milan and we were in Florence. Do you want to talk about the cathedral? Uh, Did you go I to the cathedral? Say, yeah, yeah, but I don't like. I don't have a vivid memory of the cathedral. Okay. What about the, the Eiffel Tower? Never been. Ooh, that's a good place too. Dude, this we're we're getting too complicated here. <laughs> All right, well, let's just like lead this into whatever we're going to talk about. I'm confused where you're leading this conversation. I don't know. I was just, I was going to go into like the architectural theory. That's where architectural theory comes to life. Sure. In practice. At that that memorial. Like the theory of architecture becomes practice. When like architecture can become that good. Yes. Yes. Like architectural theory is just like thinking, just like talking about the essentially the impact of architecture sure right and you know usually usually or a lot of architects would you know like frank gary would say, every architect fucking sucks according to frank gary you know so <laughs> like 
um he he believes he i, I don't even i can't even quote that but you know doesn't his matter architectural theory yeah um it's his he, art his architect right it's like for show which it kind of right. is i guess but it's, it's sure. a valid sure opinion but right not popular i think trying to like break this down to potentially something that's like valuable um I just think like there's so much there's so much like lack of of like environment. You know what I mean? Like when you go when people go like throughout, you know, whether it's like their home or at work, there's such a lack of design that it you don't really you just kind of like get washed up in it. You don't really realize like what's going on until you like experience until you like are able to be like sucked out of that. And that's like the like the black wall, like the freedom tower, like those like super powerful things that like architecture mm-hmm. has the influence and the opportunity to like do. But I just I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about how it can it's freaky that it can do so many different things. You know, like mm-hmm. the the regular person just thinks an architect like draws floor plans i guess but it's like it goes so much deeper than that but it's like it's right. like an indiscussable like it's something you have to like physically experience right like, you can't just even like talk about it i don't know how you talk that, about that it. might be that might be why clients have difficult times paying for it like, you know sure. like the, the you know and even in architect's fees like they're the lowest of it, everything essentially yeah. i mean so they they don't have an education and that's i mean that's our job i would say as a designer to educate them that's the best of your ability yeah but that's that's why like when you get projects that leaveskin can do or the client gives them time to do the creation is the opportunity is so much higher oh my gosh absolutely it like it's in well, they all typically go ahead no you're good i was gonna say typically when it when it gets really when architecture really comes to life in my opinion is when it does make a historical connection really yeah what makes you think that i'm super curious about this so when for example we'll go back to freedom tower because that's the topic the reason why the reason why that moment is is so real is because it is a living biography of history sure it it like that story will never end that it continues every single time someone goes there and experiences that it continues to bring back history like that that moment will never die because it's so bedded into into a into an event that happened a long time sure ago. it's like a it's like a whole story is it's like you take a book yes and you bake yeah. that book a building like you read a book about 911 yeah. and you make that book into a building mm-hmm. and that's what you get and and the only way the only way history is real is in is in a dialogue is in conversation. Otherwise, history doesn't exist. Think about it. Like you, and and when I when I dialogue in terms of architecture, that dialogue is with you and that piece of architecture. Or like this, history comes to life in conversation. Or history dies. Right. Sure. So like when when if if we never if there was no dialogue of history if there was no if there were no annotations. Uh, books, scripts, um, memories. Their history would cease to exist. History wouldn't be a thing. History would not live on if it wasn't kept in a dialogue. And architecture is a dialogue of history. 
at its best. It's so that's like freaking me out. That's freaking. <laughs> okay, okay. What about? No, no. I like about- it. I like it. I'm thinking like, you know, if if architecture is a dialogue, it's like it is literally a conversation with the past, the present, which is your immediacy in sure. the space. That then- that's literally the present, and the future is. It's almost, the future almost become well obviously does become the past, but you are literally in you are in a environment of the past presently yes. for the future. I think that's And that's, I think that's where that's where architecture is most powerful. Other than that, like architecture can be beautiful in terms of aesthetics. Yeah. I mean you cannot argue that. Let's we could take Zaha for example. Yep. I mean, we, it's, you could probably argue that her architecture doesn't look good. I would argue that it does. It's very pleasing. So, um, before you go too far down this road, I got a few yeah. thoughts. First thought is like, I love the idea that, like, you know, architecture is a dialogue of history. But, like, yeah. my question then is, like, how does, like, so then if a building, so like what is the history that's being con- like conversated or dialogued? I don't know what yep. the it's dialogue yeah, yeah. word. The history is being dialogued in today's architecture as a whole, not as a as a singular example. You know what I mean? If you look at as the masses. Whole? Yeah, like if you mm, look at like mm. and and maybe here's like what's super interesting. Like and I'm trying to think I, I don't know. Like the architecture, if you will, quote unquote architecture of the United States is very young, right? Like the oldest building you'll see in the United 100%. States is maybe like 1800s, maybe like very few and far between that are that old. But if you go to Europe, they're like super old. But like, mm-hmm. I think that not only can architecture be a dialogue of the history, but like, I think it's interesting to think of like the architecture is like, you're almost like re you're like rewriting history in the present, which I guess is kind of like what you were saying, but then also like, that stamp like it's carried forward like that architecture tells a story of the time right like it's it's a a physical physical thing that you place your you know that you put in the book right like you etch in stone in your place and time like what life is because that's what architecture does is it is a oh yeah it's a, it's a place for a habitation of life so like not yeah. only can you like recreate those experiences of the past as a as a remembrance like where things come from potentially but also like when you're you know 200 years down the road like what is that what story is being told through that architecture from where you came you know absolutely and i think that's like what's it's just like when things become too like i don't want to say rudimentary sterile you know, or to okay. fit like, I think like when you look at, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but like you look at the architecture of today in terms of how we build buildings and, and condos, like, you know, I feel like condos are a good one because they're going up all over the place. Right. I think all of the United States, there's tons of condo buildings going up and they're like, yeah, they're cool to look at. Right. You know, they're not sure. terrible, sure. but it's like, what is that story that's being written? And is it good or bad? You know, yeah. like when people look back yeah, in yeah. 50 years, like what is going to be, the historical stamp that's placed on our time period and like how does that like and does that connect with like how we really think and feel about 
how we operate our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, what you would do, that's such a good point, actually, because in my opinion, we're almost like doing our society injustice. Yes. Because things like that, condominiums, what's going to happen in a condominium in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? It's, uh, I'll tell you, it's going to be in, it's going to become a tenant, a tenant improvement project. Sure. By some other architect. Like all, it's, that's all, it's just a recycle mm-hmm. of the next person that's going to make money on this project, the next developer, sure. the next owner. It, it's all it is. That's all the condominiums are. And so, and all you do is apply the next best material and how can you efficiently put X many units in one building? Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's almost, it's literally almost like an A plus B equals C equation to building a condominium and all the right residential units for, you know, um, to be blatantly honest, like that's, yeah, it's all it is. That's all it is. Well, that's dude, all it's it is. like, it's, it's how do you, how do you sell? Cause I think the problem with architecture is like, how do you sell the, the proposition, the proposition of like, how do you sell an experience? Yeah. It's, it's you know such what I mean? a good, you, and you can't sell or quantify it. You can't quantify like why this is going to be better. Cause true. people are going to look at yeah. Literally people look at you and say, fuck you. It's going to take two more years yep. and yep. it's going to cost me an extra million dollars. Like you can piss off. Yeah. It's, you know, mean, so it's like, that's, how do that's you, that's the worst thing. How do you change that? Like value proposition from, or like, you know, it's like almost like a, in, uh, a societal value. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, they, like that. It's gonna like literally like our our buildings will speak for like how we carried ourselves through life. And like, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, but it's like it literally like that is translated through everything. Like, look at in all of society, like everybody is all about immediacy. You know, myself included. Like, you want Especially things now. now. Like, you want them yep. as soon as possible. And that is what the architecture that we see today like reflecting you see more and more modular more and more technologically advanced and it's mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to say whether that's good or bad like that's such a tough you know how do you put value statements on it like that like this is good yeah. and this is bad and and you're right and the like, i would argue the most difficult part about what you're saying is you're asking literally the perfect question too like how do you um how do you argue that? Sure. It's, that's the right thing to do, essentially. And you can't. Like, you you, you can't show that. Because they want to be shown something. Everyone wants to be shown something. Like, I'm not going to pay for something I can't see, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to guarantee you the most culture, culturally diverse and historically connected building on planet Earth. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, let me see it. Well, you can't <laughs> give them that. Exp- like, you cannot give them the experience through an image. Yeah. You, you can't give them the experience through a set of construction documents um, and and renderings on a page. You cannot, you, you can't sell it. That's you actually like it. less less valuable than like somehow Maybe recreating a, the experience. Yeah. Unfortunately. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do we, how do we bridge that gap? You know, I think, you, for example, do you look at it, uh, Europe? People want to go to Europe because of, I mean, the architecture. Do you like people yeah. want to go see the Colosseum? Why? Because that's it's been standing forever. Yeah. You know, and like they, they didn't they didn't care about um, oh, how is this gonna look in two hundred years? Sure. How how you know it's like that's not part of the it they I don't know the, we are not creating that beauty 
in our society. It's like it's right just now. literally just like everything else, like a false facade. Absolutely. Not to use that word, but like you know, it's just literally like how can we make this look as good as possible and actually keep it cheap? Yeah, keep it inexpensive. But I just I don't know. I don't know. But either. is it bad? Like, who's to say, you know? Right. Who right, the fuck right, might right, be like, right. no, that's bad. But then, right. <laughs> so like, you know, it's, you look at a set of plans, you look at drawings, you look at renderings mm-hmm. and you're like, that's not bad. But then I sit here. This is such an interesting, if you will, dichotomy in architecture. I sit here in a building in downtown St. Paul that was built in 1891. Okay. Mm-hmm. original staircase first building i'm pretty sure i mean in minnesota to ever have a steel construction so uh you know it's made of steel beams and columns um, mm-hmm. that hold it up it's uh got the original marble floors original wood floors so like very very historical building for anywhere in the united states it's 125 130 years old whatever it is Mm-hmm. But then Pretty I'm, impressive. I'm, it's very cool. But then I look around at the interior of it and it's like, it's so bland. Like there's no design. There's no sort of like, there's, you don't feel that history when right. you're in my, right. like I can walk down, like there's certain hallways that are untouched that still have stained glass freaking archways that are 200 feet long. And you can feel like I walk up the marble steps into my building and there's indents from where people had walked previously. And there's like this, Crazy. this like grounding of like who was here before me and like, what were they doing? And like, it, it just, that experience is an intangible experience to sell. And then I look at these shitty ass cabinets and stainless steel appliances. And I'm just like, it, it's just so it, there's no, there's literally no physical connection to the aura that we were talking about earlier of the space. Like, it, the space mm-hmm. is just like it's literally it's like it's no place like there's you know it's just a place of no place yeah it's just like you're nowhere and i it just creates a sense of like feeling like almost like lost you know yeah dude, it's like, unjust dude one of the freakiest things was when we were in school like studying this idea of like utopias or whatever mm-hmm. and like I hope whoever listens to this, the, all three people, this, if they get one thing, this is like, just, just experience this next time you take a flight. Okay. Go to your airport, check in, go get your fucking Starbucks, sit down, scroll through Instagram, fucking watch a plane take off, deuce, go get on the plane. Uh, yeah. Get to the point. And then go to the next place that you're going to and get off the plane and look around and tell me if it's any different. It's like, mm. holy shit. I was just on a plane. I was just there. For four hours, 1,500 miles, 1500 miles away, and I can like literally, like, yeah, it's different, but is it different? Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I think there's like, there's just like no connection to the world. There's no connection to other people. There's no connection to like our environment. And it's like kind of a, a, a hopeless feeling almost at some time, like some point, you know? Yeah. Like, but I don't think people know that. Well, they don't. And I... You're right. They don't know that because why why don't they know that? Well, they don't know that because nobody looks up. Nobody looks up anymore, man. Like social media, the internet, technology has just like moved people to not care. Sure. Everywhere they go, you know, you, you never have a conversation with people anymore. Like go to an airport, how many people are you gonna talk to? 
one that you ran into and said sorry like everyone's looking down there's no like human connection and if you don't have human connection like if again there's no dialogue there's no there's no recreation and nobody cares dude nobody cares that they're gonna go to the same place 1500 miles away sure do you think nobody it's like ca- a do you think it's like a domino effect meaning like you know it's kind of like all of this advancement it's always taking us the wrong direction like is that in terms of it's interesting though because it's like so it can be so flip like how like think yeah. of the like so this is now like like you know just to play devil's advocate a little bit you have social media okay you have access to literally anybody and anything that you'd want in the world at your mm-hmm. fingertips right? right right okay so arguably we're more connected than ever and two, if you look at like how that relates to architecture, if you look at the efficiency of our ability to build buildings, you can put 400 units in a building. Has there ever been a period in time where more people can live closer together? That's a good point. But do you know your neighbors? I don't know my neighbors. No. I fucking piss them off. I no. bet when I play rap music super loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... I. It's freaky deaky. It's true though. And it's, it's, I think it literally is, it's just unjust to our society. Sure. I, th- I think like society is being unjust to itself. Unknowingly. You know, the, the lack. Yeah, 100%. It's like, like putting the, the twinkie in your mouth because you don't know what's going to make you fat. Sure. You just love it at the time. It's just a, it's just a temporary indulgence. Absolutely. And you love it. And you're going to probably do it again because you liked it so much. You'll probably do it again. And then you do it again. Sooner or later, you're 50 pounds heavier. And you don't even know why. Yeah. And you're just but like, anyway. I just. Yeah. It is anti-historical deeds are unjust to the human culture. What was that? And that's what we're doing. Anti-historical deeds. Yeah. What we're doing with architecture. It is, it is anti-historical. It's literally pushing away. Every, our upbring the human upbringing unlike unlike Rome unlike Florence unlike the Pantheon and the Parthenon like those buildings still stand because they literally represent they that society will never be forgotten sure because just because of the architecture and so we don't care my, we don't care in America I don't really care anywhere I I don't know that's tough. I mean, I, tough. I believe that the European culture believes differently. Like, look at all the like, look at all the big time architects here. Let's go, Daniel Liebskin, for example. Where was yeah. he born? Do you know where he was born? Germany. Yes, he was born in Berlin. Um, Frank Gehry. Where was Frank Gehry born? He's American. Yeah, I have no. That's idea why he's, he's American. Born, that's actually. why he's like the fucking hates everything. Oh, well, not hates everything, but he's got like the most American mindset when it comes to design. You know, it's just like for show. Oh, right. Interesting yeah. idea. That is, I've never heard that before. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Assuming. That's crazy. But maybe what it, what, what's flip this? Maybe Frank Gehry is, you know, we're, t- I don't, I don't know if you consider this talking shit about him, but say we're talking shit about him now. But a hundred years from now, what if, you know, in in Chicago's. Um, Millennium Park. Yeah. What is it? His theater. What if that's still standing? And the people 
hundred, a hundred or two hundred years from now are like, holy shit! Like that culture must have been just nuts, yeah, crazy, like so technologically advanced for, for that time. T- you know, like yeah. what? Who knows what they're gonna be thinking? Like maybe that's a perspective we're not even considering. It's completely valid, but then how do you like? How I just don't get. It's just so tough to place that like that value on it. You know, like I want to so bad. But then when you go there, it's like such a sterile. I mean, I guess that park's kind of cool. But I've not really been to a Frank Gehry building. Um, I don't think I really But I've I've been to, uh, in London, this is not a Frank Gehry building, but a very technological building. I've been to the Leadenhall and the Gherkin. I've been to the Gherkin. The spire, or what's that oh, big tall gonna... one? The uh, spear, or whatever, the triangle pyramid. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a I, really I'm new not... building. It's pretty sweet. Is it the one um, where they put up in like record time in like the tightest spot <sighs> in London or something like that? I don't know. Maybe it's really tall. Okay. You I have to pay know. you to get into it to I'm not tour sure. it. Um, I've never been to London. You thought you said you were at the Gherkin. Uh, nope. I. Uh, Definitely have not been in the Gherkin. No. But those, like, is there... I researched the Gherkin. That's all. Sure. I don't... I don't know. Is there? Is that bad ch- architecture? Like, you know, who... Is that bad? Who is knows, that yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I just... I, I know. Just, I just... The point of the conversation I was trying to get across at some point or another was that there is a... A unknown lack of opportunity that is completely missed out on because there's a... Like, people just don't know, you know, yep. or don't care. Don't care mm-hmm. is probably a better option Maybe. or a better answer. I think don't. Yeah, it's just, it's immediacy and but, money. It's monetary value and immediacy. That's all it is. So how do you change that? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's an education. I'm not sure if, because I, I, you can't convince people that. Like, you can't, it's not that easy. No. Like, we already talked about how that's not easy. I really have no idea what the answer is. I, I don't know. Hmm. The only thing, and I, the only thing I can go back to is the argument I had at the beginning, that uh, it's history. History is where uh, the most moving architecture comes from. The most like the architecture that withstands the longest, the test of time is historical. Sure. It creates history in its presence. So if I think if you if you don't have some sort of that programmed into what you're doing, I think that it it won't last. It won't last, and it it'll be just another. It'll be just another building deconstruction after 50 years and someone's going to create something new with new technology. I think my favorite thing, I just think my favorite thing about buildings that are historical, if you will, is they attempt to create that connection mm-hmm. between things mm-hmm. and like between people. You know what I mean? And that's like, yeah. that's like my, like when I think about like the most impactful places that you've been to, it is the place, at least for me personally, it's the places that you can feel the history of somebody else while you're there. Like there's that aura surrounding it to where, yeah. you know, like when you go to the, I've never been to the Coliseum, but I can assume you go in there and you're like, damn, this place was like full of people oh, and they yeah. watch like these crazy competitions of like all sorts of different things and it's like you can you can like imagine what it's like to be there and like how that relates to yourself and like it 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 allows 
it allows you the opportunity to think about somebody else. But my favorite thing, even though this isn't like directly felt, but it's something I realized through our studying of architecture was like that. I would almost guarantee, I'll just say, I would, I would strongly assume to the point where like, I don't want to say guarantee because it's not total guarantee, but I would, I would assume at the highest level that, that whatever you're thinking about, you know, any thought, idea, conversation that you have has already been thought of and done before, before you, right? Sure. And we kind of talked about this in the very, very first episode that we recorded, I think. I don't know. I remember hearing this, but like having that experience, sharing that experience that somebody else has experienced allows you to like see your own perspective differently. So hearing in the same way that like if you were to read something about an idea that you had in a different way allows you to see the world a little bit more differently. And it like allows you to expand your perspective on the world, allowing you to like grow and learn in a new way. And maybe that's like what's lacking in this like technological architecture is that there's no opportunity for you to like see anything any differently than what it is. Right. Sure. Like everything is so sterile, so dry, so cut and paste that it's literally just you know it is what it is and there's nothing more to it and that leads you to like you know not that this is like a direct relation but i think it just relates to everything else where like you just see people you see things you see your experiences as what they are and nothing more right like everything has been so stripped down to like their bare minimum value that there's like nothing there's nothing there Mm -hmm. but you don't realize it I, I I get what you're saying. I'd also I'd also add, or maybe this might be an argument to it, is that pe- people also supply you with another perspective. So mm-hmm. humans give humans another perspective, and that again happens through a dialogue. You know, um, it could be it could be that dialogue could be literally no talking whatsoever. But like the feeling that someone else gives you from not talking, you know, sure. maybe if you're, for example, at the bottom of freedom tower freedom tower with other people those people give you another perspective they almost bring that to life just by being there Mm -hmm. now you can also you can also have another perspective through a conversation so if you are experiencing some another space with someone else that person can also give you their perspective on that environment with you to Mm -hmm. alter your perspective and you know they might add in an experience they've had there or like it for example, at the Coliseum, if somebody if somebody could tell a story about what happened at the Coliseum at the Coliseum while you were there with them, I, I just like that would that would elevate that experience tenfold. And that doesn't happen because, again, back to nobody cares. Secondly, nobody nobody talks. People don't talk to people like that anymore. Sure, like people don't experience people anymore. You, there's no. When, when you go to, say, for example, the Hancock building in Chicago, yep. everyone takes out their phone and just like takes pictures, puts it on social media, takes more pictures, calls their mom saying, hey, I'm going to be down 190 floors or however many it is in 10 minutes. And then they leave. Like all it is is a picture to put on social media. There's no like, there is no human interaction anymore in these environments. Do you know what I would say to take it a step further is like, on like a surf, not a surface level, but like on a, on level one, 
there's a lack of human interaction and experience. But I think even more so is like there's just a complete, literally a shattering disconnect between us and like our world. Not like the, you know, maybe the entire world, but like I'd like thoroughly believe like there's some sort of like energy that connects people, right? And this is like, mm-hmm. this has been already proven. I don't know. I've just heard people talk about it. Like, I'm sure, pretty sure this is like a real thing. Like, like, but have, you know, like when you go talk to somebody, like they will calibrate, you will calibrate to their energy. Oh, yes. And so. Ener- yes, 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 yes. And so like an arc piece of a building, I think carries that same energy because that oh. building houses life. And when you strip, like, the life from that piece of architecture, that building, it's like you remove all opportunity to connect on any level. So it's like it's not just, like, at a human level, but it's at, like, it's a multifaceted interconnection that has been severed, I think. And you just, you don't know it, you know? You only get little glimpses of it when you go on vacation and you're trying to, like, wrangle your kids up and eat a fucking hot dog from the hot dog guy at the stand before you like walk through the park, you know, before you walk down the high line and go see the freedom tower for two hours, take your little tour, go to the top and leave, you know? And there's like, you feel it for a little bit and then you just leave and go back and forget about it. And it's an unquantifiable experience. And so people, I think just write it off, right? You can't, I guess you can't explain it. Can't agree more with that. I think that's like, but that's also kind of back to like what we're trying to do here is like create, you know, it just leads back dialogue. into like why, yeah, just create a dialogue. Like people can't have Dude. a conversation. There's no connection. No. There's no opportunity. There to like, is nothing. You know, and it doesn't have to, like, I'm, I'll, I'll be the first advocate to say like, I think the opportunity to have a dialogue through technology is incredibly powerful. It's, it's a slippery slope because you don't have that immediate feedback. So like right now, me and Zach, we, when we do the podcast, we FaceTime, but we haven't had a connection like a face-to-face connection in the last 20 minutes because one of our internets is sucking ass. So, like, it's, it's been a little bit harder to, like, create <laughs> that conversation between each other, you know? Yes. But you couldn't see my facial expression the whole time you were talking to me about that. That is the downfall of technology, but I think the opportunity is that it creates the opportunity for dialogue. But It does. You just have to go out and find it and create it and be open to the opportunity to listen to somebody else's story. Yes, change your perspective. Changing your perspective is not a bad thing. It's not it's not a bad thing to no. hear someone else's conversation and be like, "Holy shit." Yeah. That actually makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, I or it doesn't. That. Or it doesn't. Yeah, you know? or it doesn't. Yeah, or and that's it, it that sends you either way. Your, yes, and if it doesn't, good. If it does, great. If it doesn't, it still adds another tool to your mm. to your conversation bag. Like, oh, hey, I've heard this before. That's interesting. Well, here, let me provide a counter argument or something to make you think about something in a different way. Then the next thing you know, who knows? You might have a best friend. You go hunting. Could be. I wouldn't <laughs> count on it though. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Fuck. Dude, that's it. We're done. That's a wrap. <laughs>